Coming up on Telling the Odds, we preview the Book of Boba Fett and discuss what we'd like to see, as well as talking about and looking at Quantic Dream's new Star Wars game, Star Wars Eclipse. What time is it, 3PO? It's time for Telling the Odds. Hello guys, welcome back to episode three of our kind of like new season of uh, episodes, The Revival. Oh, I mean, like on the podcast feed, you can kind of list them as seasons. Yeah. Ever since we started doing it on YouTube, I've kind of listed this as, season, a, th- as season kind of like our, our third season. Our third? Third season. Well, like first season was our first year and oh, then yeah, um, the yep. second season was everything that we did in the first part of this year. Mm. And now season three, season when we're three. both on YouTube and podcasting yeah, and, exactly. you know, they, that's just the semantics of the show. Also, I've got to give... You know, a hat flip to you hat for doing flip. such a good job with the cold open because, oh. you know, I mean, a little bit of behind the scenes here, guys. We just, you know, we play that intro live and we kind of mm. have to just keep in time with it and it's, hopefully the. All that trying to get as close to the how, what time is it, 3 p.m. And then it is time for telling the odds. Because, ho- like, in, 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 in an ideal world, we say what time is it, 3 p.m. And then it is time for telling the odds comes out right after. And it all depends on whether or not we time what we're saying in the right way. And Michael got it uh, dead on, as you just heard. So, the jackets are like pretty much good on week, you, Michael. So, um, yeah. Oh, I had a bit of a break before the last time I did it, so I'm still getting the kink. I get, I'm still working out the kinks. Yeah. Speaking of working out the kinks, we actually fo- also finally labelled the sound mm. bites. So you know what we're doing this time? No yeah. more accidental. Uh, wah, wah, wah. That was kind of fun though to have it be, uh, be on accident. See, yeah, I'm not even hesitating now when we can have people applauding. Exactly. Uh, yes. Yeah, so anyway, guys, welcome back to the show. I hope you're mm. really enjoying the new format. I'm I'm loving the, this the new format of it's, the of it's the really show. Revitalised our our enthusiasm for the show. I think it has, and it's super easy to export it. And the uh, the YouTube versions are going out. Um, really splendidly i really hope you guys enjoyed the spider-man ranking yep. episode uh, uh, um video that we did that would have dropped yesterday yeah it's good fun to we make. had a lot of fun making that yeah uh but anyway we're talking about star wars here because yeah. that's our main export so um telling the odds podcast yes so we've got a couple of things to talk about today obviously yes michael brought it up at the start of the show star wars eclipse the, na- mm, the latest be fun to talk sh- about. um uh game which is going to be a lot of fun to talk about because um it's just a it's I, i'm almost happy to say that the High Republic is an era that I know basically nothing about. You, you've got a little bit of a... I know uh, You've roughly, got a little bit more knowledge yeah, than Yeah, I, I know about what's going to... Like, I know the era it's set and, like, other stories that are being told in that, but as similar to me, I don't know, like, really any stories that have been explored there yeah. or, like, how majorly it d- is different from the Republic as we know them in the prequel era. But, mm-hmm. like, that will be fun to explore. And just, like, always Star Wars games are such a fun way to explore the the uh, universe because it's, like, an interactive form. It's, like, you can really get immersed in the in the Star Wars world through video games, which is one of my favourite mediums, if not my favourite medium, to explore Star Wars in. Like, I grew up on Star Wars games, so I always, I always look yeah. forward to new ones coming out. For sure. And we're going to have to do a, a very... Uh, video game based episode mm. sh- um, uh, coming up, whether we you know yeah. rank some of our favorites, just talk about it a little bit because that's yeah. a that's an area of uh, that's a medium of Star Wars that has been uh, uh, frighteningly underappreciated on the, uh, yeah, on the podcast. So we have we've mostly been focusing on television and movies over the time, so it'll be, it'll be good to uh, expand our horizons a little bit, and uh, especially now that the direction of Star Wars video games is starting to be a little bit more hopeful. Because uh, yes, gosh, for a while there it was pretty uh, pretty bleak. EA is out. That's oh. the main thing. I mean, or not necessarily that they're 
out, but they're no longer exclusive, which is good. Right. That's, that's there was a bit there was like four years, three Star Wars games, or no, five years, three Star Wars games. It was dreadful. Real bad. Yeah. Oh, the the future looks bright. Um. Well, hopefully it does. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, yes. But before we get into Eclipse a little bit further, uh, we will talk a little bit more about Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Uh, because um, well, this will be dropping uh on the day that, that when you guys get this episode, uh, we will officially be two weeks out. Mm. It should be two weeks out from Book of Buffett uh, as it drops on the 29th of December, uh, mm. just before the start of the new year. Um, I'm super excited for this show. And we've got a new TV spot of uh, for this show um, this week. And we don't have to unpack the whole thing, but it did basically give us a little bit more of an idea as to what to expect in this show because there are certain lines that are exchanged by Boba and Fennec Shan when they're talking about, um, you know, they're talking about uh, they, they fight off these kind of mercenaries mm. and people that are, they're, they're going through like a rooftop battle scene. It's kind of definitely re- showing a lot of the set pieces that will probably take yeah. place in this film. It kind of reminded me of the, show, yep. yeah, it kind of reminded me of the, uh, like the, the street rat scene in Aladdin. <laughs> it kind of, I'm not kidding. Those, those, those rooftops and stuff like that, that, that was giving me Agrabah vibes. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I've also noticed is that in any of those, uh, you know, any of the trailers and TV spots that we've gotten, basically the only set piece that we've gotten a look at is that one in this tiny little kind of Tatooine city. Yeah. So they're not, I, so I they're like clearly they're being not, a little bit more, I mean, either two they're, things. They're not giving a lot away. Either they? they're still, they're being quite secretive and like giving us the vibe of the show without in hindsight, spoiling what's going to be in it, which yeah. I like, or it's going to be a very boring show that's set in like <laughs> one area. Yeah. Well, that's the thing because in hindsight in the trailers and TV spots that we've gotten, if you look, if you, if you go back and look at them, it's basically all just the same footage. Mm. Uh, tweaked slightly and that's kind yeah, of thing. I did notice that as well. I, I felt like, yeah, as watching everything, it kind of does feel like there's only real one vibe to it, which not, not doubting that it won't be interesting, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am kind of hoping that they are keeping some of the secret because I'm engaged. I'm interested and I, and I like what they're showing, but I do want to be surprised what's happening. Cause I feel like this show, as opposed to, I mean, like most Star Wars TV shows have this, but certainly this one, I feel like it, they, they can be so creative and where they can take this show. Like it's, certainly. I feel like it's not going to be held down by like previous, <clears throat> Like, like Boba Fett's in it and, like, there's the legacy of his character. Mm-hmm. But pretty much we have no idea where, the, like, Boba Fett's character is after this. So this is – he could die. Like, it's not, like, a prequel for him in any way. That's true. Fennec Shan, like, his new character. Tatooine, we – I don't know if we've ever seen Tatooine aside from the end of Rise of Skywalker post-Return of the Jedi. We so, haven't. Like, this is, like, a really new – We haven't. It's, like, a, a really – um, interestingly, compared to both Boba Fett and Star Wars, it could really do anything, couldn't it? Because it's an op- opportunity for him to do what, like pretty yeah. much anything. You know, I mean, because you know, say what you will about we are over the moon excited for Obi Wan. Yeah, but there we, is limitations. But there we know where those do. characters need to be by the end of the show. And not, yeah, not. No, only we know. The we, we know Obi Wan. We know like Obi Wan well. can't die. We know Aunt Beru, uh, uh, Aunt. Um, Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen can't die. Yeah. And we know that at one point, you know, Luke will have to still be safe and that kind of thing. You yeah. know, if there's a part in that show that's they kind can't of just blow like... can't Tatooine? No, if there's a part where the antagonists of the show are, like, going after Luke and Obi-Wan has this, oh, crap, i got to protect him and stuff like that, you know he's going to be fine. Yeah. You know, uh, so but that, so that's an interesting point you bring up is that, you know, with Fennec Shan, with Boba and stuff, anything anything could happen. Anything which is, um Which is great. But anyway, getting back to that kind of rooftop fight scene, you hear some narration, some lines from Fennec Shan going, you know, this is just the first wave. They're going to war and stuff like that, which leads me to believe that, um, you know, the crime syndicates of the world, the criminal 
the criminal underworld, the criminality. criminal. I was about to say the criminality, and I cut myself off. <laughs> it's good. Um, the criminal. I, I criminal. It's the French version of telling the odds. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah um, I'm. I'm sorry to our French Sacre listeners. Bleu. <laughs> I do speak French. It just. I'm not being an asshole. Um, yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah. So they're just going. This is the first wave. They're going to war. All that kind of stuff. So what this leads me to believe is that in the um, you know, the time leading up to Boba kind of taking mm. the spot, uh, kind of shooting Bib Fortuna and kind of taking his place in, on Jabba's throne, um, you know, word starting to spread throughout the criminal underworld in the right. Star Wars universe. Maybe they're just like, okay, but, um, Boba's, sorry, no, Jabba's seat is up for grabs. And they're, as you described it before we started the show, it's a power vacuum. Yeah. Because people are kind of wanting, they're coming for the throne. I do like the idea that, Job is dead, but Bib Fortune is there, so it's like safe. But as soon as Bib Fortune is gone and Boba Fett's there, oh, it's volatile. Maybe we'll like. Take well, yeah, the I mean, that's, like, that's. I feel like if anyone's going to be more stable of a leader, it's Boba than Bib Fortuna. Well, I mean, that's the only kind of yeah. that's the only kind of uh, crack in the armor to that particular theory of mine is that technically, the uh, you know, the kind of the throne was kind of available yeah. for the past like five years. I feel like if anyone was, I mean, like Bib Fortuna clearly one that maybe we'll learn a backstory that Bib Fortuna was like a, a massive hero a war hero or whatever who fought off all the other I mean, not war hero but like maybe like yeah. warrior who like fought off all the other uh, crime syndicates for power over Tatooine or yeah. something and then just lost to Boba Fett but you know yeah I think there's clearly it's building up to the idea of gang wars and like other criminal syndicates and whatnot vying for power over Jabba's crime empire like it's good I feel like there's going to be a lot of conflict in terms of like people yeah vibing, vibing for power in the in the power vacuum that is taking sure. place but uh yeah, because I, I do think I was about to say like, oh, it's been like five years without Jabba, but no, we 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 got that idea that Biff Fortuna had taken over, like very comfortably looking at the uh, end of Mando season Shoot two. Shoot up, McClunky. <laughs> yeah, he says McClunky in that Mandalorian end credits scene. He does, yeah, because John because John and Dave love us and well, they I, just they want to give us what we deserve, which I, is McClunky. I, I I can't remember. I remember that they said what it meant. I think it's it's Hutties. I think it might be an exclamation, like it's just like wow or something, but hmm. or. Something like it that. It might mean... Hello there. In Hutties. I, I, I doubt it, considering <laughs> Greedo says it right before he's about to kill... Uh... Hello there. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, so, um, so, so, yeah, that's great. I'm just so excited for this show. Yeah, um, it's going to be good. That, that line that we've heard from Boba that says, Jabba ruled with fear. I intend to rule with respect. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's awesome. Timur Morrison, like, he's, he's, just, he's just chewing the series. It's great. I can't I wait know. to see him in it. He's, he, was, he was amazing in, his, in, the, in the, like... Small, small, but like semi decent bits. He had a Mando season two. Yeah. To have his own show now, it's gonna be it's really exciting because uh, it's just good to see him in Star Wars again. Because like yeah, his his, intri- his like contributions to Star Wars were like in like some of the weaker parts of it, but like he wasn't necessarily a weak part of it. He like he was always memorable. Oh no, absolutely especially not. Especially him playing Django. Like I mean, him playing the clones was fine. Like that was clearly like the point of it. Because he like, doesn't get to do that not, very long. Yeah, he's not the most iconic version of the clones we have now. But like him as Django Fett, and now getting to see him basically play the same character, but as Boba Fett with like more like history yeah. and more like you know cool. He's cooler than Django. Yeah, like behind yes. him. Like that's like such a great opportunity because yeah, it's like it's weird because they their father and son. But they're not. They're based. They're. They're. He's a clone of him, and he basically is Django, but just like you know, a younger version of him yeah. who's now older. Like now, kind of like Bo-Katan says in Mandalorian, "This armor belonged to my father." Don't you mean your donor? You it's, know, it's it's pretty much the same 
character in a way. Like I, I don't literally I, and yeah, figuratively. I don't know how. I, I feel like it'd be interesting to know to like pay attention to because uh, I didn't too much when watching um, Mando season two. Like how differently he plays the character of Django to Boba. Because well, I, feel like I mean, were... whether it's in the comics that he shows up in, whether it's in Attack of the Clones and that kind of thing. You, um, Django Fett was obviously he was a bounty hunter, he was a mercenary and stuff like that, but he was an honourable man. And you know, he he had this kind of thing where the reason that Boba was kind of so well set up after rule man the fight scenes were just dropping bombs behind him <laughs> that's true i mean but no but you read in the yeah, comics yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that the respect that he had no, uh, uh, in the mandalorian civil war the more you learn about the, it the um, more he was like a, a mandalorian like his, fighter and his kind of place and his stature and concord dawn and how he kind of rose yeah, through the ranks yeah. and stuff like that and earned respect and stuff mm. he's actually got, he's a really interesting character and before he showed up again in mandalorian we didn't actually know a whole lot about boba fett about his um about his morals and his personality. Well, we got, we unless, got, unless you take a Boba Fett and Clone Wars. Yes, <laughs> that, but that's the thing. I mean, that's. I'm the, I'm the bounty hunter now. <laughs> you got a problem with that? My name's Boba. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but when you got to see in. Um, in Mandalorian, like mm. you know, he he's on he he uh, sticks to his word. He says, "Look, I I said that in return for the armor, we'd make sure the child was safe. Yep. So we're going to help you until he's safe." And that kind I, of thing. I so, do like, yeah, I I did like that the characterization of Boba Fett and yeah. Mando. So he's an honorable man, just like his dad was. It's not different to what we got in Empire. It's just more because Empire, yeah, he hardly does anything other than stand there and look. That's cool. the thing. You don't get a feel as to how what he's like no. as a person, and that's the interesting part. Yeah. I mean, obviously he looks cool and he fires a cool gun. He's got the E three, all that stuff. Yeah. No disintegrations as you wish, you know, but we didn't yeah. know who he was as a person. We're getting to know a little bit more about that now. Um, <laughs> and then we just see how incompetent he is in Return of the Jedi. Because he's like kind of cool, but doesn't do much in Boba Fett. Boba Fett, where? <laughs> and, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, Shake. It's yeah. Very good. Uh, as far as the idea that we're probably going to see a couple of like, you know, dueling crime syndicates kind of fighting for Jabba's throne, yep. would you want to see the return of something like Crimson Dawn from yeah, Solo? Yeah, we were going to mention that. Um, um, uh, the Pikes. I, I maybe? would love to see them, especially someone like Black Sun. Like this would be a perfect the Black Sun, yes. perfect opportunity to like like majorly reintroduce Prince Shizor, who mm-hmm. was uh, the primary antagonist in the Shadows of the Empire, uh, like video game and like books and stuff mm-hmm. uh, from like the nineties, I think it was, but it, that was like a Legends material that was quite popular, right? Um, and he was like a kind of like a major crime figure uh, between Empire and. Um, uh, Return the Jedi. Yep. Um. And so, and he was like a really fan favorite character who was like the leader of the Black Sun. Like he was the major leader. And I feel like that'd be a really cool opportunity to bring that character back. But like, even if they don't, just like bringing back, you know, the uh, uh, Folene, I think they're called from the Black Sun and the mm-hmm. Pikes and all of them. Like that. Like they would always be like just fun opportunities to like yeah. see them again. And because we because we saw them in Clone Wars, didn't yeah, we? When, exactly. um, when Savage Press decapitates them all. Oh yeah, those that was a main one. But also, um, the Pikes show up in uh, Solo, so that was a. Fun, they do. They do for a little bit really when they go bit. to when they go to Kessel, which is cool. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan of how they looked, um, in live action, but um, yeah. you, you know, I guess there's only so much they you can do like as a, far as they didn't commit to the face, really, did they? They had more of no, a helmet. They, yeah, that's true. Which, I mean, you know, it was fine, but like, I mean, I, of course, there's uh, you know, there's kind of a limitless expression thing that you can do in animation because up until that point we'd just seen the pikes animated and obviously you can you can do stuff with their eyes you can do stuff with their mouths that if you're doing that visually it might be a little bit hard if you're not doing depends on how you do it because it's like if you're not doing something very cgi well that or there's a main there's a very major reason why like the vast majority of aliens in uh, like science fiction and whatnot are basically just humans with prosthetics or humans with like makeup because it's much easier to get a 
facial expressions from a human that's painted green with like a hat yeah. on than like a full mask or a puppet or something. Like, I mean, you can get a that's lot of That's what I've always puppet, thought about. Like, like a lot of effort. That's like, what I've always thought about. Like, you know, if we were to ever encounter aliens. Oh, they would look nothing like us. That's what I'm saying. You, you think so? Oh, I mean, unless there's. Because think about like, do you, do you think they'd have, you know, the, the facial arrangement that we've come to know? Oh, no, definitely because not. Because when you think about it, you know, despite the fact that, you know. This we're, is getting to a very deeper but, question, but yeah. yeah I'm just yeah, going yeah. on like a weird go tangent for, for a second. Sorry, guys. I mean, we're going to get into like, you no, know, no, good is up. there a God and all that crap? <laughs> but, uh, but like, you know, when you look at us, you know, humans, and then you look at something like, you know, just, just animals, yeah. normal, like, you know, lions, tigers, bears, oh my, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, they all have yeah. two eyes and a nose underneath the eyes. Right, and like a that's mouth all because the nose. And that's stuff all because like that. we're very related. Almost well, that, everything that's what I'm, is that's a what mammal. I'm every all, every so, species. Yeah, almost every, every species we know is a mammal, Like, but like percentage-wise, and even ones that aren't are still pretty closely related within common ancestors. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that's because that, we all like basically evolved from the same, like, uh, well, originally, like ones that were developed, but like single-celled organisms. Like we're all, you can trace us back to a single form of evolution. But Yeah, that's what, that, I mean, that's the only thing that I kind of come back to when whenever, rarely, you know, if ever I'm in conversation and someone asks me, do I believe in God and stuff like that, <laughs> Do I ever go like, well, the the very similar arrangement of a of a species' particular characteristics leads me to believe some kind of, you know, uh, joined lineage amongst everything that lives on the planet. But right. um, but that's uh, that's the only reason that I sort of brought up the ideas of aliens because if we ever brought if we ever met aliens and they had a very similar not they don't even have to have the same quantity of eyes or the same quantity of. Well, something that we have, right? But if they're located in a similar-ish position, you know, if the eyes are up here, the nose is between the, no- the the eyes and the mouth and stuff like that, would it hint to some kind of greater power that creates it all? I, I don't know. It, it depends on... So the idea of how similar they are to us can mm. depend on two factors. One, whether it would be like a natural-based evolution of how they developed or a mm-hmm. controlled-based evolution of how they developed. So yep. where we would naturally, like, develop... So our features of like our limbs or the way our faces are were like through natural selection so yes. we developed traits um or we, we maintained um what's they called mutations which were benel- uh, which were mutually so which were beneficial for our survival mm-hmm. um and so if there is this just like perfect design shape or whatever that like or just or structure for how we are which happens to be perfect for survival that like we are like that then sure maybe in a num- like in all over the place we would all look the exact same but i don't think that's the case because majority mm-hmm. of the times like we're going to have different environments so unless yes. like, their pl- their planet is identical to earth then that's probably going to be a major different factor also traits develop based on natural predators so we developed m- really um intelligent brains because it was more beneficial for us to know how to problem solve and use tools to to be like survival but if you're like the only species on the planet like maybe it's just not as beneficial because like it takes more it takes more energy to use bands so it's like it's a very different form of factors plus there's the idea that where everything we are is carbon-based life form um with the idea that all of our molecules and life is whatnot based on carbon and uh, mostly carbon but also like carbon and oxygen whatnot but like potential life could possibly exist theoretically based on silicon-based life form which is like a completely different other thing so it's it's a completely different uh uh, range of options, but also what a tangent this is! What were we talking about? We were talking about Star Wars, yeah, and now we're and, and now we're just not. talking about random stuff to pad the runtime of a basically empty show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
No, no, no. I loved that conversation. I don't mind when we, when we go into tangents like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, I, I, honestly, I, I wish we did more of them. It's the idea that like something like Star Trek is kind of notorious. I mean, and it has an in-universe explanation, but I mean, it's kind of notorious yeah. for the fact that every species is just human, but they've got like prosthetic ears. <laughs> Star Wars is at least a little bit more creative, where yeah. clearly Twi'leks and Zabrax and like the one, the L- Luminar and Dooley and whatnot are pretty much just humans, but with like facial prosthetics. Yeah. Then you've got some more creative ones where they're like clearly G- wearing a mask or yeah. wearing a fursuit. And then you've got some crazy ones like they're like mushroom. They look people. nothing like us. Like yeah, and like the, like the Athorian just there. Yeah, like know? the Athorian stuff like that. Well, even the Athorian is humanoid. It's still got two limbs, two legs, and a head. That's what I'm saying. Like if you met and like hypothetically, if alien life, if we were to encounter it, looked kind of like and there's a fly in here for God's sake. Mm. Um, if it kind of looked like an Athorian, right? Yeah. Obviously, it's this massive thing with yeah. like a weird <laughs> looking face and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. the nose, the ma- the eyes, the mouth, they're all in the same place as us. Yeah. Well, you know, well, so actually, their mouths know, are interestingly on the sides of their. True, true. But, you know, it's in a similar arrangement. Yeah, so what, uh, that would just be my question if that were to ever happen to us. Like, what could that allude to as far as, you know, the lineage of all species in the universe? Oh, well, yeah. As I said, it could be, I mean, as you said, it could be uh, directed and, like, set to be this specific design. Or maybe it's just an optimal form of evolution that everyone came across. But, like, possibly. Yeah. Also, how fun would it be, like, energy based life forms? Like, the idea, like, sentient energy that, like, developed yeah. and, like, something along those lines. Or, I mean, even synthetic life forms. Like, what if there was, like, a, we discover not a biological species that survived, but the remnants of a biological species that died out and their synthetic intelligence that they left behind? Something like that. Like, there are so many opportunities. There are. Do we have anything like that in Star Wars? Like, a synthetic intelligence? Oh, uh, hmm. Uh, I'd like to see one if we haven't already. I mean, we've got um, droids, but they're always kind of in a weird, vague area of are they sentient or not? Yeah. Because, like, clearly, like, R2-D2 <laughs> is. Do you remember that moment that we kind of freaked out at in the holiday special? Yeah. And then there's that moment towards the end where C-3PO says, I wish that I had feelings and emotions so that I could express <laughs> yes. my deep gratitude on this day. exactly that. And we're like, what is what that? The that was like an interested, existential crisis on C-3PO's well, part. Well, not only does he wish that, but the fact that he can wish that leads to, like, clearly wants and dreams and, like, I know. gee whiz, this guy's a, he's a... He was created to make... Like to be polite to other people and make them like, like at, at, what's it called? Protocols. Like the droids are such an interesting aspect that I feel like have been attempted to explore, but never really in an interesting way. Cause as, yeah. you, as we said in solo, they kind of got explored with L3, but it was, it was a really superficial way and kind of more played for laughs as yeah. opposed to an actually interesting in-depth exploration of the idea of droid liberation and droid sentience. Droid rights, that kind of thing. Well, yeah. Cause, um, cause someone like C-3PO is like, was made by Anakin. I mean, like he. I think it's that kind of since been retconned that he was like kind of found him and repaired him and stuff, yeah. which is why he's got memories from before Anakin created him. But like, pretty much was just created by a boy. Like, and like on like an offbeat planet where they're slaves and incredibly poor. But even they had access to the abilities to like build droids. So like, they're clearly like a very abundant technology. And they're able to express emotions and thoughts and logic. This is ba- they are everything that is basically sentience up until the point of free will. Like they just don't really have that because they can. Well, they can be controlled, or I mean, some of them maybe have free will. It's yeah, they've never really gone into the idea of like tr- like thinking about whether they are their own sentience and if case should they be treated as their own person because hmm. almost every time we ever see a droid it is under the belonging of someone like someone owns them so uh, yeah. yeah 
Again, another major tangent. It's all lead. It all leads back to the to the to Book a of Boba to a succinct conversation though, which right. is which is good. I love that we did go from basically yeah, let's see Crimson Dawn, the Pikes, and all that stuff <laughs> into uh, would aliens look like that look like us? And if they did, does that mean that there's a god? Yeah. <laughs> well, do we have a, a confirmation of a god in the Star Wars universe? Because we have like the oh, three mm, um, with like I don't know. the the brother the brother the sister and the father were like they were like a weird. That's probably the most. Um, we have that's, the- that's probably the closest thing we have to like a godlike we embodiment the force. Um, of the yeah, I mean the force is, but is the force an energy or a being? It's an energy field like, created by all living things, right? So it surrounds us and binds. So it surrounds us and penetrates us. It binds the galaxy together. Form of life. In which case, do droids have the force? If not, are they not alive? <laughs> These mm. are the real questions. Well, it's the thing. It's I mean, they said that the force is, is, is an energy field created by all living things. Yeah, the dro- droids are not living. Things. In legends, there were droids that had force. In Star Wars Visions, we had a droid that had the Force, but we uh, did. But uh, I, have you seen that episode? I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we, forgot, we haven't yet. To, we still yet to talk about Visions. We'll talk about that like in some, yeah. like a month or two or something <laughs> when we when we're lacking content like today. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, that's the book of Boba Fett and a casual discussion about God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but anyway. Uh, so let's get into the main topic for today, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, so Star Wars Eclipse. Star Wars Eclipse. Mm. Um, I this was the last thing I expected when I came in from my break at work. Yeah, I was on my break at work and I found that there was a trailer for this new Star Wars game. It was announced at the Game Awards, I think. Which I, was it was, cool. yeah. So, and yeah. I watched it and the trailer looked awesome. Looks um, very exciting. Yeah, uh, and the trailer was definitely giving me a vibes of those Knights of the Old Republic game. Um, you know, sort of like cinematic trailers that were released. Oh, the with, uh, um, sorry, yeah, uh, Old Republic MMO ones. Old yeah, Re- they yes. have a bunch of those. Those um, ones with um, ones. those th- those things with. Like I think it's Darth Malgus Darth who shows Malgus, up and that yeah, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, they, those, they, whenever they do a new expansion, they tend to have those videos and they're pretty cool. Yeah, those trailers were I, also. Yeah, I also noticed that it did have a vibe similar to that, like the way the humans looked as well and the way the lightsabers were. It did, it did very much remind me of that. There was kind a of moment. Yeah, there was a moment. There was a, just a very quick shot in this trailer. There was, a, there was like a young woman with mm. like a kind of, kind of looked like a tiara, kind of braided kind of yeah. thing and stuff like yeah. that. The, the, the expression on her face and the way that she was kind of, you know, animated or created, um, yeah. you know. Graphically, yeah, yeah. that screamed those old Republic MMO yeah, I think, uh, gameplay trailers. I noticed that me. as well, definitely. I mean, cinematic trailers. I mean, yeah, uh, so which were which were great. Those look always really cool, and I mean, depends because this is like very much a cinematic trailer to what the game will be like what it, like they're expecting the game to be like. Yeah. Again, this this game looks like it's going to be a fair bit off, um, and also. These types of trailers aren't always 100% indicative of what the actual final game will be. Yep. But something like this, so it's being developed by Quantic Dream, who are quite well-known for making very narrative choice-based games. Yeah, lead us are, down this rabbit hole, Michael, because right, yeah. you're so, the expert. Well, I haven't personally played a Quantic Dream game, but I am familiar with it. You're the work. expert compared to me, <laughs> because I'm a very casual... Like I, I love... I'm a hardcore gamer. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, Michael knows this. My, my, my main medium is film. I'm a massive film lover, mm. um, and I play games every now and again. But I'm not an avid uh, video gamer, as some of my, you know, close friends and like no, you, I mean, Michael, are. And, I'm just um, very, uh, yeah, just in, in into the game yeah. industry and like. I do love to play stuff. games that I yeah. enjoy, though, and mo- and and a lot of them are Star Wars you games. You can be a gamer so, even if you have Sudoku on your phone. I do have Sudoku on my phone. 
Thank yeah. you, Michael. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, so Quantic <laughs> Dream, they've made lots of like narrative-based, story-based games. So ones that you might be familiar with, it. they made a, a Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, mm-hmm. um, Detroit Become Human. These are very much games where you like play the perspective of a character who's like told like kind of a movie story, but you like make decisions in their life. So you'll like decide to spare a character or you'll choose dialogue. Right. Or, like not necessarily heavy like gameplay mechanics. Like they might have like quick time events or stuff, but they're mostly narrative choices space game so if this is similar to that i'll expect i expect it will be a very much a a star wars story or experience that we like a guide either a character or a set of characters through and make decisions along the way i mean that's the, speaking personally that's absolutely something i want to see yeah, because I i've played games like that before and i've loved it for star wars i think that's a perfect medium like for to explore that in because like it's such a it's such a um, thematic game, and like especially one where like the setting that it's in, as we were saying, it's it's going to be set in the high the High Republic era. Yes. Now, Michael, is, break it down quickly. What's the High so Republic? So the High Republic era is, I think, it's roughly about two hundred years before the Battle of Yavin, and mm-hmm. it's like an area that's recently been explored by Lucasfilm within a couple of stories, like um, novels and comic books and whatnot, and is like exploring like the kind of fall from the peak that the that the Republic was at. So how right. it led to the Republic as we see them in the, the prequel yeah. era. Um, and so I'm not sure whether this will directly tie into any of the stories that there are. I doubt it because they're kind of currently being told and this seems like it's a little bit off. But it's going to be in that era where the Republic is still clearly at like its strong point. Like there are yep. tens of thousands of Jedi around the world. It's maybe even like early days of like the Republic reaching out to outer rim galaxies and exploring them and mm. like making contact with them. Like there are corporations where like Trade Federation is still going to be clearly very um, important to the Emperor, to the uh, to the um, Republic. The the Senator, what's it called? The uh, the Chancellor is still like in power. It's like, pretty much as we see them in Phantom Menace, but like even before the Sith is starting to like roll around. Like yeah. I mean, obviously the stiff, the, yeah, the stiff, the Sith. The stiff, shut up. No, <laughs> the Sith will still be behind the scenes, but I doubt they'll be heavily involved in this. Like we get to be uh, see a number of like clips throughout the uh, the trailer hinting towards possible antagonists, be it the uh, the mysterious drummers playing throughout the whole trailer. Yes, that's the, or I mean, the Trade Federation who pops up a large number yes. of times, or the uh, mysterious kind of. Interestingly enough, Knights of the Old Republic Sith uh, spaceship-looking things. That I, d- I doubt that's what they are, but they kind of look similar because they're kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we see a number of them fighting, and also the uh, like kind of the soldiers. We see like a bunch of them charging forward, and like kind of they look like they've got like a kind of insignia of like a corporation or something. So potentially yeah. like fighting the Trade Federation. Like lots of interesting ideas in which this could go, and so like that's really exciting to see where like this direction is what it's going to take this era. That's the main thing that I loved about this trailer is like speaking as a complete third party that doesn't know a lot about, um, you know, uh, when, obviously the, the, the logistics like with Quantic Dream and stuff like that, but also someone who doesn't know a whole lot about this era. Yeah. Someone who doesn't know a whole lot about the High Republic. Um, I really got a feeling about this trailer that it, it didn't always feel like Star Wars, no, the imagery or, that we were getting, and I mean or at that at the very least Star Wars that we're familiar with. Correct, and I mean that as a good thing yeah. because you know I I would I want to see completely new things. I want to I agree. I, I yeah. want to fall in love with completely new elements of Star Wars, right? Ah. Because there's those moments with obviously the drummers and those mm. pe- and those that massive kind of like um that that army that could be you're, you're right like some kind of corporate alliance. I think so. Like you know, well, thing. Um, I doubt it's going to be the Empire or like another. No, like, no, it's going it to be can't like really a, be a major force. I be like Jedi Sith. 
death or something. So I, I assume it will be either a local military or a corporation military or something along those lines. Exactly. And when I saw those things, I was kind of like, it, it was kind of giving me like a, I'm, I'm not sure, you've seen Dune? Uh, uh, I've uh, seen the original Dune. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I've it, yet to see uh, the newest Dune. Moves Dune. Well, yeah. It was giving me kind of Dune vibes, you know? Yeah, and, exactly. And that's all about corporations like fighting over the planet. Exactly, and exactly. Yeah. And that's why it was kind of giving me those kind of uh, vibes and stuff yeah, like that. Definitely. But also the kind of like desolate, but also very cinematic feel to the, the way that they were marching and obviously mm. the drums, those alien creatures playing the drums and stuff like that. And it was very smart and intelligent how they actually set up the um, visuals for this trailer because there's a lot of stuff that we know nothing about. Obviously, there's all those elements, yep, but you've yep. also still got Yoda standing yeah, in the yeah, temple Yoda, chamber, and you've got you've got uh, like there's a there's a Mon Cal- there's a Mon Calamari person walking in this kind of like because street the area. Juros? There's a pirate Juros. There's cool. elements of Star Wars. There's obviously the first, uh, screenshot I saw. When I there are saw moments the in this trailer where you can absolutely go, oh, okay, so it's a Star Wars. Yeah. it's a Star Wars game. But there are also moments where you're just like, whoa, what's that? I think, and I think that's the perfect amalgamation of what you need to do yep. with an element of Star Wars and an era in Star Wars that we have not seen anything for, at least not visually. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think that was a great way to assemble the trailer, and that's why I think it really worked. Yeah, I think for me, as you were saying. It at, never during this did I feel like, oh, this doesn't feel like Star Wars. Like it felt yeah. like clearly like this is a Star Wars story, but it entirely felt new. It felt mysterious, which yeah. I really like. When the drums start playing, it felt like I, I it was getting me excited to be it like, gave me a what, Prometheus vibe. Yeah, it's like what is this this like kind of new mysterious era, like world uh, like of the Star Wars universe? Like like we haven't. Like the closest feeling I can kind of compare it to is like Phantom Menace, but like even not not tonally at all, just kind of like in the looks of things. And even then, and we did see a Lucra Hulk uh, yeah, Trade Federation exactly, thing, which but, is great. I mean, like, which like even it looks cool, and, yeah. I, and I'm excited to see more Trade Federation because I mean, aside from like all the memes and stuff, I think I think the tra- <laughs> the idea of the Trade Federation is really interesting. Of like you know the Neomordians and like the way that they are, like have like a very large control over the power, but like. I wonder the way if they're control- droids as well. The way they're um, the way they're portrayed in the Clone Wars was always done very well. I thought. Um, and potentially, I mean, sometimes the sometimes they were played for like kind of comic effect. There's or... that, you know, that Trade Federation character in uh, season one. Mm, in do that you moment? mean uh, George Takai's character? Yes, Skywalker. What treachery is this? <laughs> oh, what's his name? Lock, it's, um, is it Lock Durd? Is that no? That's the oh no, not that guy. No, the, no. Um, that's no, no. Uh, yeah, that's Lock Durd who um, like they run into on uh, on. Me, um, oh, damn it! I, I know his name because he says it. He's like uh, no, it's the guy. It's in the episode where Ahsoka really screws up and gets everyone killed. Oh, okay, yeah, that one. Sorry, you I know, know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah the, but uh, also George Takei's Lockdurd is I was that a yeah. genius. He's great. Yeah. I am General Lockdurd. It's <laughs> it's it's so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, season one of Clone Wars is a treasure. I mean, that episode is just all over the place. In terms <laughs> there of goes my promotion. <laughs> but I I do love Lockdurd. He is one of my favorites. He's, he's great. He's, he's, he's never come back in anything. He was mentioned, I think, in I. He was, I think he was mentioned in the uh, Rogue One prequel story of, like, they bargained for him or something. Really? Uh, like, yeah, the Separatists, like, bought him back from captivity or something Is like that. Is that right? That's, like, the only other time he's been mentioned. Yeah, I bring, want to see bring, Lock Durd again. Bring back Lock Durd for, like, Kenobi or something. I, you know what I love? I, I mean, I've talked about this a little bit before. I love seeing, like, previous Separatists or people who are, like, anti, like, Republic or whatever joining, like, the re- Rebels at, like, some later point. I want a story about, like, the Rebel Alliance about some time where they have, like, Lock Durd join them and, like, he's, <laughs> 
like a rebel soldier, like on the front lines running around. That'd be, That'd great. be great. Oh my. <laughs> Can you just imagine Lock Durd doing the George Decay <laughs> oh my yes. in Star Wars? Yep. Or yeah. like Lock Durd in like, a re- like an X-Wing pilot yes. suit. Like flying Put Lock Durd in an X-Wing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just try to make him fit. He'll, he'll be good. He'll be good. Yeah. yeah. He'll be good. I love it. Uh, yeah. What, what are we talking about? We're talking about uh, Eclipse. Yeah, Eclipse. Yes. As, yeah, in that sense, it kind of visually kind of looks similar, but tonally this feels completely foreign to really any Star Wars story I can think of. Like, yeah, the, the, yeah. the best word I can use to describe it is mysterious. Yeah, there was that beautiful shot that we got of or, um of two... I'm not sure. I mean, you, you could say they're two Jedis because they're holding a, a yeah. blue and green lightsaber, but two kind of lightsaber combatants yep. going at it on like a really beautiful th- bridge seascape area, I think I which is really nice. I seeing something about that. Because I, feel, I think they're training because I think we had seen that planet before as like a Jedi training planet or something okay. kind of similar to. Uh, to uh, the the ice planet where they get their crystals, but like, but like not Ilum, yeah, yeah, like kind of like Ilum, but not for like finding crystals, but more like you go there to train and then you come back, kind of. Right. I think we have seen something like that. I can't remember the exact story it's from, but in which case it would seem like we might get a Jedi story because the one the Quantum Dream game I'm most familiar with would be uh, Detroit Become Human, and in that game there are like four or five, char- I think it's four characters or three or four characters you control and you like tell their stories as they like kind of uh, each separate from each other until they like eventually intertwine or something. Mm-hmm. Like it would be really interesting in this game to see like the perspective of like three separate characters like maybe you have, you play one person within the Trade Federation who's in this corporate war, maybe you play one Jedi who's like training and maybe you play one person who's in this mysterious cult of like these That would people. be great. And like the stories kind of like how they each have their own like stories that go on until eventually they all join into one major um, f- like uh, set piece or like ending like If it's anything like that, anything like that, that I would love to That sounds like such an see. interesting idea. Like I love all of the different aspects of Star Wars. Because Star Wars can be so much to so many different people to so many different ways. Like, it can be a crime thrilling story. It can be, like, a really um, introspective, like, spiritual force story. It can be, like, a fun Western story. It can be, like, so many different things. And I think to get, like, all these different aspects and, like, explore each of them in, like, separate but, like, eventually, like, coming together stories would be, like, such a cool opportunity for a game that, like, Quantic Dreams games have been in the past. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, that's, I mean, that's just why I love the, the trailer as well as the error that they're kind of touching on mm. in the in this they're going to be touching on in this game is that the the complete freedom and the amb- uh, not the complete freedom that they have but also the complete and utter ambiguity that it gives us because yeah. you know we, we were kind of talking about it earlier with Boba Fett and stuff yeah, like that yeah. in that era there are certain limitations because you know what has to happen yeah they're not right? going to like it's not going to be the end of the trade federation or the end of the jedi order like, exactly but when you, but when you set it 200 years before anything that we've right. seen before all of these characters set from yoda pretty much every character is going to be brand new it's just and, free like, range stories and can be told in completely new ways exactly and, yeah. but uh yeah going back to the oh, trailer itself it's always the- fun if they do have returning characters like clearly yoda will be there but yoda's like, showing up yeah could potentially anyone be seen 200 years bby because oh, Tyrannus would have not been born no yet. i mean well you could you i mean you could delve into plagueis related stuff i was gonna say plagueis and that that would imply that they. But have that's the thing. I don't. I don't want to see a lot of. Um, I don't you know if Plagueis would though, because he was Palpatine's master, and Palpatine yeah. was already like he was alive in the and yeah. like. I mean, Plagueis himself was pretty freaking old. Yeah, you know. I mean, I I feel like Yoda will probably be the main one if we do see anyone who we're familiar with because he's nine hundred yeah. years old or whatever. Yeah, so. exactly. Maybe Yaddle. Could, could we see Terra Sinube? Oh, oh yes. Okay, <laughs> I doubt we will because it's kind of a deep cut. However. 
100% if we're getting like a Jedi story. Bring back Master Sinubay. I want to see Yoda oh, and Terra Sinubay together. That'd be Did great. I just get you super excited? I don't know how uh, old he is. He's hundred. Oh, he's pretty old. Hundreds of years old. Yeah. I don't know if he's older or younger than Yoda. He's it'd, younger than Yoda, but he's kind of old. It'd be kind of interesting if he was like 200 or 300 years old. So he's like kind of a young person in that. Like yes. how fun would that be? Like like kind of like a, I just hyped like myself, a young I, little Terra I just Sinube hyped myself like, up. I want to see Terra Sinube again. Or even better, just a youngling Terra Sinube. Like just running around little youngling Terra That'd Sinube. be awesome. It'd be very good. <laughs> Master Yoda. Nah. <laughs> Master Yoda. <laughs> I'm trying, I can't think of one. No, no I should have built this up. I should That's okay. No, I put you on the spot. It's well, okay. it was a good bit on the spot. And now I'm excited for something that definitely will not happen. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, that's the main thing that I love about this trailer is that mm. there there are sometimes that it didn't feel like Star Wars. Sometimes it did. Like yeah. there were moments at the start, like obviously when you were seeing that kind of uh, you know straight view with the Juros and the Mon Calamari. But then there was a moment, like this beautiful, beautiful shot where there was like this four legged creature looking as a speeder went across the ocean horizon. It kind of felt like Avatar. Yeah. And then you go to the drums and those people walking in an army, like in a desert scape, and it looks like Dune. It looks like all of these elements of previously established sci fi lore and worlds that we've seen in movies and TV. Yeah, clearly lots of homages. Um, and that, they're, that they're really homaging and really just delving all into and just like conflating in this trailer. Um, and if they if they do that for the game as well, I'll be I'll be really, really pleased. Yeah. And yeah, just the idea that this um, that this uh, era in Star Wars and the chronology is just completely open to interpretation. I think I think the one thing I want to say, like, because as this is like just a cinematic announcement, it's probably going to be ages off before it actually comes out. Yeah, it's true. We're only going to be able to gauge so much like story or setting or characters from this. But I think this gives us a really good indication of the tone and like feeling that the Star Wars game will have. And, yep. if, the, and if it is and does stick the landing as to what's being shown in this trailer, I'm very excited for what we're going to see. Me too. Uh, okay, so that is kind of the end of the discussion. Yeah, and like um, it's a good wrap up to our general thoughts and opinions and how we're getting pretty excited for this uh, new Star Wars game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of the show, guys. A bit yeah. of a shorter one this week. But um, yeah, that's good. I think we, we definitely said we wanted to say, as well as a little bit of extra non-related, non-Star yeah. Wars related stuff. A bit of our extra nice. thoughts and hot takes on and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I had a good fun. I mean... Because we've we've always knew this was going to be happening when the uh, exclusivity deal with EA ended, and like there's a, they announced a couple of ones in the works. The Ubisoft one we keep Ubisoft one we keep talking about. Yep. I don't remember if they announced that Quantic Dream was working on one, and we just hadn't seen anything up until now, or whether this was just a surprise. I don't think that, well, honestly, when it dropped. I thought that it was the open world Ubisoft right, game, yeah, right? Yeah. And then I realized it wasn't. No, um, yeah. yeah, and uh, I think that is still a while off. But uh, yeah. yeah, so but that just got me excited for the fact exactly. that we we possibly have two really exciting Star Wars video games. Well, I mean, up. Uh, Fallen Order Two is going to be coming out. Yes, like, EA is working on that's that. True. I doubt. I don't think they're working on Battlefront Three. I think that's not happening. I don't want to see um, Battlefront. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I like Battlefront, but I'm I've been disappointed by. Yeah, some it's, of it's not decisions. that I don't like it. It's just that we've seen it. We, we have get, seen it. I do, yeah, variation is good. Like it's um, the same reason that I want to. Uh, that's the, the same reason that I wouldn't want to see a, a, a Fallen Order three. Right. You know, I loved the well, first. I, I mean, yeah, if they can tell more new stories. It's the. It's the. I, I loved Fallen Order, and I imagine I'll love Fallen Order two. But I don't want to see the same thing. Yeah. Too many exactly. Times. Exactly. Um. And I and the Lego game that unless it's like the greatest out, thing, unless it's like the greatest thing ever. The uh, the Lego Star Wars. Oh one my god, is, when is Lego Star Wars going to come I out? I think there have been some major development troubles behind the scenes. Honestly, I think there has. But uh, yeah, so like, there's a number of them in the works. But like, it's it is exciting to be able to see more. Oh, and f- uh, a major one I li- completely forgot about: uh, Knights of the Old Republic remakes. Yes, uh, which is being worked on. So uh, yeah, that <laughs> as well. I'm incredibly excited for that. One of my favorite mm-hmm. video games ever made. So um, yeah, I mean. Exactly. So, like, there's clearly lots to be excited for in the video game world that's uh, in the future. Not anytime soon. It's still 
while off, but hey, it's it's good to be excited about that, and I'm looking forward to the uh, horizon, the future horizons of the Star Wars video games. And if not, I mean, there's plenty uh, of uh, the back catalog of Star Wars video games over the years, and we'll have to do an episode where we talk about our favorites. So I can recommend to anyone who out there who is looking for a Star Wars experience, Star Wars video game experience, who hasn't yet. Who hasn't yet played them and is and is looking forward to the future? Because gosh, there are some pretty pretty good bangers out there. We'll have to we'll have to talk about sometime. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, guys, that's the show. I really hope you guys enjoyed uh, this week's show. Um, yeah, uh, I had a great time today. Uh, so today's episode will be dropping uh, on YouTube as usual on the Wednesday. So I hope you're enjoying that as we speak. Uh, the time codes for these two different discussions that we've had today will be available in the description below, mm-hmm. as well as the links to our social media platforms and all the places that you can catch the audio version of the podcast one of which is Apple Podcasts. It's probably the most easy to find. Download us there on our RSS feed and make sure you download the actual episode itself. That really helps us out. As well as subscribing to us on YouTube, leaving us a comment, a like, and uh, being sure to subscribe as well. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. Thank you very much. Uh, and tell yeah, some messages. Tell us what you think. Uh, you know, is it, we're always happy to engage with our fans because... Uh, yes. We, I mean, we, we, every- we do this for ourselves because we just love this. But uh, yeah. hey, the fact... If there are some people out there who enjoy it with just as much as we do, then it's, it's always great to share our, our appreciation and love for Star Wars with each other. So Absolutely. Okay. Leave us a comment. Uh, yeah. Start a discussion. We answer every single one of the comments. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, so and, uh, that's only... <laughs> if, if you see this in like five years' time and we're suddenly massive, uh, we'll see if that's that. But like at the point now where we are, where we're just well, yeah. very small I and mean, we're doing it for fun, that, it's, we can clearly very much... Uh, it's easy for us to say now when we say we answer every single one of the one comment one, that one we One comment get. every like a couple of weeks. Exactly. It's great. It's yeah, great. Exactly. Uh, so next week we'll probably do something a little bit more fun because it'll be our next... It'll be our last show before Christmas time. Yeah, uh, we'll yeah. To, we'll, I think oh, maybe Christmassy. Yeah, I like think that. we're going to be doing another one of our um, trivia. special trivia competitions. Yeah, so stay fun. tuned for that. That'll be dropping hopefully next week, mm. and then after that, after the uh, after we go off and have a very merry Christmas, it'll be time to come back and preview and start watching Boba Fett. Boba so Boba Fett. Yeah, that'll be Boba that'll be a lot of fun. We can get back to uh, weekly reviews like we do with Mando season two. Yeah, uh, and so yeah, that's what's on the horizon, guys. I really hope you guys are excited for what's coming next. I know I am. Uh, and yeah, do all that special stuff that we were talking about uh, and as far as the uh, logistic YouTube and Facebook stuff. Michael, anything else to say? No, thanks for sticking around with us uh, for another episode and uh, I look forward to uh, doing more in the future because I mean, it's just been good fun with everything. Yep, welcome back guys. This has been Telling the Odds.